Hi, I'm Lily Welland. And I'm Jenna Withers. And this is Chapping It Up with AMP Records. We're doing another episode of this fall semester 2020, this crazy year. But we have exciting music news happening right now, so we wanted to hop on and talk about it. I think the first thing we should address is Taylor Swift getting her music rights back. Yes, that was huge news back, how many months ago was that? That was it last, was, wasn't it? It was pretty fresh in the beginning of the pandemic, I think. Yeah, I think it was like right at the beginning of all of this. She was fighting with Scooter Braun. He owned all of her music. I'm not exactly sure how it all works. I yeah, I don't know the full details. This is this is just based on what I've read and uh, how I understand it. It what happened was he bought out her old record label, her country record label from Nashville. He mm. bought the record label, and he then by default owned her masters before she because she switched record labels from that one to her current one and her old record label still owned all of her masters for everything because now that scooter braun owns the label he owns her masters and at the time she was fighting to get a hold of her masters but he no let me let me scroll back she said that he didn't consult her before, mm, okay. before doing all of this and saying like like because they had had a conversation saying he said i'm buying out this label just wanting to let you know and didn't tell her that her masters were involved with that so when she found out that her masters were now in somebody else's hands she took to the internet and told everybody what uh what really happened and now as of yesterday she has full control over re-recording them for herself and like lily said i'm not entirely sure why november 1st was the significant date for that but now this is the uh this is the time she can get her music back and it will be interesting to hear re-recordings of like her older songs because I mean she sounds like such a baby in some of those. It will be it'll be interesting to hear them with like her maturing voice because I know that JoJo had to do the same thing. She had to re-record all of her old songs and like hearing her sing "Leave Get Out" in her like her twenties versus when she was like thirteen is like such a big difference. Like she sounds so much more mature, has a stronger voice and like vocals in general. So it's just, it'll be interesting to see how all those songs turned out when Taylor gets a chance to do all of that. Yeah, especially with like her first self-titled album when mm -hmm. she was a country star, that would be, that's gonna be really interesting to hear. But you know, we, like we discussed last time, she kind of went back a little bit back to her country roots with folklore. So it, she yeah. hasn't lost it completely. She'll be able to like refine it, I believe, especially like taking it back to those songs. Another weird piece of music news I found out as I was researching today is that Baby Shark is now the number one music video. It surpassed Despacito in views. <laughs> I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely surprised by that because that just like a, a lot of kids, like little children, love, love that song. Couldn't tell you why. But that's it. Like, that, it's a very regular thing that I've seen, like, on the internet that they will just, like, play that song over and over and over again on YouTube. And it's absolutely nuts. 
you know, there's days where I like love children and I'm like, oh, it'll be nice to have some. And then there's times like that where I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had to listen to that song, I'd repeat for my kids. <laughs> I would have to leave the room. I would have to, I would leave them alone in the room, keep them to the couch and tell them not to move. And then yes. have to leave the room so I wouldn't have to listen to it over and over again. One of my closest friends is a new mom and I went to go see her baby and she had her their like little toy playing the music and she was singing along to the songs and I was like, oh no, this is what your life has come to. This is the music you listen to. Is this toy music of your <laughs> like three month old baby. <laughs> Man, crazy. But um, in other news, the big news for us this week was there's some new album releases and this is just the beginning of what we're, what's to come in the next few months. Cause as I was looking at stuff today, we have some big releases coming up, but for now we had a Sam Smith release, which I was more excited about. <laughs> and then we both are equally excited about the Ariana Grande release. Yeah, we are. So I feel like let's dive into Sam Smith first, because okay. I'm sure we have a lot more to say about Ari. Yes. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it since you're not as big of a Sam Smith fan. I'm not. Yes. Uh, I I kind of kept up with him with his first album. I I was a huge fan of that song with Disclosure. That was, oh, Latch. Latch is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Like I have a very specific memory, which I know my best friend is probably going to listen to this podcast. We went to see Disclosure at Lollapalooza in 2016, and they played Latch, and like the it was it was like magic. I can't, I don't know how else to describe it, but magic. Like we ended up like under, um, uh, you know, like as a kid, you would always have those um, in like gym class, the like parachutes. Parachutes, yes. Yes. <laughs> brought Someone brought a parachute, and it was like. It was something out of like a coming of age movie. We were running on back and forth between the parachute oh, listening cool. to Latch and it was just nuts. Okay, back to what I was saying. But No, that's I I always have really bad song association. Like whenever I hear songs places, I'm like, it's either associated with a TV show moment, a movie moment, or like a real life moment. And I like my brain goes straight to that. So I totally understand that. I have a ton of those. <laughs> but uh, in terms of this album. I listened to it at work yesterday and I took a few notes. I thought that the intro song was an excellent start to the album. Mm -hmm. It was, was an excellent start. It uh, was quite dramatic and then it led right into Diamonds, which I believe was this, one of the singles, right? Yeah, it's hard to exactly say his intention with the singles because I believe this album was supposed to come out earlier but then got delayed with what's going on right now. So, like, I mean, the songs, which you'll probably get to at the end, have been out for a while, like Dancing with a Stranger, I'm mm -hmm. Ready, Promises and stuff. So, like, I don't, it's, like, I don't know if it was intended to be a single for this album or, like, if he had a bunch of singles, then he decided to add it to the album. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I think he was going to do, go with a whole different title than Love Goes and everything. But this is That's what we have now. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to Diamonds before uh, the album release, and I really liked it. It was a really great, it's a really great single. I really uh -huh. liked it. Um, I would, I'm going to give some standout songs that I really liked. Uh, another one, the production was unbelievable. I think my favorite song on the whole album was, is it 
dance. I put it on my Instagram story yesterday. Uh, dance till you love someone else. Yeah. I have it up. <laughs> I thought that that was so good. I could like hear myself like in a in like a bar or a club just like going hard to that. Like it yeah. was super super good. And then my other two favorites were for the lover that I lost and mm-hmm. love goes, which I didn't realize featured labyrinth until now. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't list it when I was uh, playing it at work yesterday. It just said uh, it was it was just by Sam Smith, which explains a lot about why I liked it so much, because Labyrinth is amazing. Yeah, I don't know much about Labyrinth, but I liked his project he did with C.N. Diplo, the LSD project. So I was interested to hear how he was going to sound in this song. Um, did you not hear the Euphoria soundtrack? Mm-mm. I never watched Euphoria. <laughs> I'll have to add it to my list, though. I have so much TV to watch. It's ridiculous. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I think part of the reason why I think it's so great is because Labyrinth did the soundtrack for the entire, the score and the soundtrack for the entire show. And very, ooh, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's very, like, um, it does really represent that, uh, like, the teenage years and like it kind of makes it makes you feel like everything is happening all at once if that makes sense yeah so i highly recommend that you watch the show before you listen to the soundtrack because then you get these the song association like we talked about it yeah it kind of it flows in the moment okay so my question for you before we go back to sam smith so you know that tiktok trend that people were doing with the euphoria makeup where they're like I still don't know. And like they would lean back. Is that a labyrinth song? Okay. See, I had no idea. I just knew it was Euphoria from the trend. Um, But the Sam Smith album, I was doing my like second listen today. And I at first didn't feel like it was that cohesive. But then listening to it again, I was like, it actually pretty, it flows pretty well. He has a good like mixture of like like you said, like more upbeat sounds, which you're not really used to from him because he is very known for his like dramatic ballads because he has the vocals for stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I and I kind of like to hear like more of these like fun songs from him and like not crying every time I hear something he sings. <laughs> so I was like excited for that. And I kind of knew that's where his direction was going from, like I said, his singles, he's already put out like Dancing with Stranger, How Do You Sleep, uh, Promises, I'm Ready with Demi Lovato. And I also kind of liked him pairing up with some people because he doesn't do a lot of duets on his albums usually. He doesn't usually have like a lot of features. So it was cool to hear like, like a variety of them too. Like, you know, because Normani, Labyrinth and Demi Lovato all have such different sounds sounds in their songs so it's cool that he was able to like vibe with all of them in a way like you I really loved dance till you love someone else that was like one of the first songs I like saved on my playlist I was like yes I really like this but I also like as I kept listening I love young I think that is a great intro track and I think it's really one of his standouts of the album it just takes you into a different world I feel like it helps you like daydream or you know it just like the way it's the lyrics and the sound like it just takes you to it tells a story really well I'm trying to think of the other song I like for the lover that I lost because it really reminisced to me his original sound it took me back to the lonely 
our the beginning of like stay with me and all of that stuff because it just was like that heart-wrenching ballad of him mourning love and I just I loved it and I am a sucker for his vocals like they just give me goosebumps because he just is so genuine with the words he says too but I don't know I, I have mixed feelings at first I was like it's not my favorite album by him and then now as I gave it a second listen I was like okay I think I was a little hard on it I think it's better now it has a better flow than I thought it did it just felt like towards the end he just threw on all those songs that like he's been releasing and it didn't feel like it felt like fit with like the kind of dreamy vibes that the rest of it was giving off you know but as I did the second list and I, I saw the flow a little bit better, but overall, I think it was a pretty good album. I probably would give it like three and a half out of five stars. Okay. Yeah, I would say a good three. I would agree with that. I think we had like the same favorite songs. Yeah, we really did. I, and I really think it's, and I like, I liked Diamonds and stuff, but I feel like I kind of wasn't thinking about that listening to it because I've already been listening to it since he's released it. Yeah. So I feel like those are up there because I like Dancing with a Stranger too, but we've been listening to that for months now. So it's like it didn't even occur to me as like a standout on this album because I've already been listening to it. But I would say Dance Tell You Love Someone was probably the one that I was like, wow, I love this song. I would agree. But I guess those are my thoughts on that. I really like the album artwork though too. Like I like that Spotify does the little things now where when you want listen to the music it has like yeah and I like I like the floral and like stuff for the album like I think that's a really cool thing as for Ariana Grande positions let's discuss I have lots of words about it okay so that was that was actually the first one I listened to I listened to Sam Smith's second on Friday so positions I will say it is very cohesive like it definitely fits together really well. My only qualm with it was I really just didn't think she had like as much of a standouts as she usually does. They all were pretty similar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, usually there's one song that's like, wow, and totally different than the rest. And then, or like a couple of them. But this one just felt like it was all very similar. That it was I just kind of a, it was a good flow for listening, but it was just like none of them really like, they weren't like pow. Yeah, in your face, like yeah. some of her songs can be. That being said, I don't think it's a bad album. I like yeah. a, lo a lot of the songs, but I just wasn't as like wowed as I have been for some of her others. I think I, I would agree with that. I think it's just because her last two were just so, so impactful to pop culture and the music industry in general that well, this I, this to me has the same energy as like some of her uh, earlier albums yes she has very strong songs on it but they do sound all quite similar to each other but that's not necessarily bad uh, I quite like the more like R&B rhythm that she took to it I have some <laughs> so I did a listen a listening party with me and two friends and we we did it right at 11 on Thursday night. So I have a few quotes from my friends. That Ooh, I, I love this. Yeah, uh, I love it. In the middle of the listening party. So starting out with the first song, Shut Up, 
our mutual friend Kaylee yes uh said that Ariana could tell me to shut up and I would <laughs> and what, what's the next one uh, 34 plus 35 is the next track oh I said I said is this about 69 right before it started <laughs> I together until right before it started I didn't think about it and then I was and then we all looked at each other, all like made eye contact, and we're like, oh, it is. <laughs> it was like a classy and clever way to say 69 without saying it. Um, some of these are not appropriate for the podcast, but um, yes. oh, one, one quote by uh, my other friend said, This makes me want to text people and then tell them to fuck off. About, <laughs> about, I think this is about motive. And then my last quote that I made about, uh, one song was uh my hair i said it kind of had a new york jazz club vibes yeah what what were your thoughts what are your favorites well you know based on what you just said with that last one i feel like this album did allow her to really like show off her vocals and like because i feel like with the last two she was very focused on making a beat and a fun like catchy lyrics like when you think of like thank you next something like that or you know and so I think this one was allowed her to like us not to think about like we could like hear her vocals so much more because there wasn't so much overpowering beats and stuff as much be so you could really just hear her and like hear what especially like in hair she has mm -hmm. all those like whistling notes and you're like and oh. I think it was a good way for her to like show off like I'm not just like this pop star with catchy lyrics I can sing like I have talents and not that we need that but like it's a nice way to like demonstrate that um for me trying to look at the ones I favorited I think the first one I was like I liked was 34 plus 35 I really liked that one because it did have a nice beat and it was like just a fun song I liked the Doja Cat song motive because I feel like just Doja been crapping on it and I do not need the slander just, I feel like adding her was a genius move. She's yeah. like on the rise right now. She adds a lot to a song, especially because she does have a unique voice, like with her rapping. Like it's not a rap style you hear from every rapper. Like, and I think it was cool for her to add it, especially to spice up like what we kind of said, where it feels like it's been very, I don't want to say monotone because that makes it sound like it was boring, but it was just very like much the same. And I feel like having a feature like that definitely spices it up. I, people were crapping on that song on the internet. They're like, it sounds like you would hear that song in Harvard 21 or H&M. And I was like, you probably would. <laughs> you probably would. Like, you hear all of her other songs in Forever 21 and H&M. So what's the difference? Right. I don't, want, I don't want Motive Slander on my timeline. I love Motive. Yeah. So I would say Motive, 34 plus 35. I'm going to probably do four, a top four. My Hair and Nasty. I, I think I have the same top four to be honest. I like I thought Nasty had like was like a super like I could see like you kind of said earlier with um some of the Sam Smith songs is like dancing to the club to that like that's yes. like there's such a fun song yes. but I did like I was like reading some reviews and I did like the lyrics of POV oh yeah everyone but, loves POV yeah it's, it's hard to like nail down and I wish I did like a few more listens of this before we did this podcast because I'm still digesting all of it. I and the other thing I was thinking about is I liked in Off the Table with the Weekend how she mentioned her 
other song with him, like last time you loved me harder or whatever. Like, so I liked that. Like she had those aspects in this album where she connected it for like her long-term fans, you know? I, okay. I will do, I think I will do a top five. Um, I would say my hair is number one for me because I just immediately, that was the only song in my mind when I did the initial first listen that like immediately stuck out because it was different than every other Ariana Grande song I've ever heard. It was very jazzy and very like R&B, like true. And I, mm-hmm. and those whistle notes that you were talking about earlier, love, like floored. I, I guess after that would be 34 plus 35, then motive, then nasty. And so then, basically the same. <laughs> and, then, and then I think vying for special mentions i would say 6 30 and pov and off the table i can't see but i like 6 30 a lot because i don't know if it's entirely true but i heard a rumor on twitter that 6 30 was a mac miller song mm. that uh he did a demo for or wrote back in the day and she got the rights to it and now it's her song so cool. I, I thought about him the entire time I was listening to it and I got a little emotion, but I love that song. And I, I know the world really loves POV and I do too. I'm just, I'm more of a happy song person than a sad song person. <laughs> to I me, that's, that's the, I guess that's what I was kind of saying, trying to say earlier is I feel like a lot of these songs were just like so slow tempo mm-hmm. that it was like, it made you feel like sad even if the lyrics were like that it's just like slower than what we're used to hearing from her she usually has these like very upbeat and like dance songs and then she kind of was able to use this album to lay out emotions more and like share be more personal so I feel like even though some a lot of these songs are about like sex and stuff it was a way for her to be personal because this is what's going on with her you know and like I think that was cool yeah um I did like I always really liked The Weeknd but that yeah. song was very slow for me. Yeah. I think I liked it, but I wouldn't say that I loved it. I know mm-hmm. a lot. One of my close friends from home, he really loves uh, Ariana Grande and The Weeknd. He's a huge fan of The Weeknd. And he loves Off the Table. And I, we both, like, agreed that uh, it kind of sounds like early Weeknd material. House of Balloons, early material, which is my personal favorite of The Weeknd material, but... Because now he's kind of doing, like, this 80s vibe with, like, blinding lights, which I think is cool, like, or, like, disco-y, I guess you could say. I don't really know what... Well, like, I have no time for Starboy. I don't have time for... That's not not my favorite. Uh, People can come for me on that one, but I just... I don't like that one. I will say, looking at this and thinking about what we have said, I feel like the top half of the album is really strong, and then it kind of drifts towards the bottom. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Because, like, to be fair, I don't really remember much about West Side or Obvious. Like, but Positions, I think, is a real, was a really strong single. Like, after I listened, I was kind of like, when I first heard it as a single, I was like, hmm, I'm kind of surprised this is it, like, the one that she chose, you know? But then listening to the full album, I was like, you know what, I think that it makes sense now. Like, it does represent really well what, like, the rest of the album. Yeah. Like, it's a good... But I'm curious, I guess, to see from this what becomes, like, her next, like, top single from it. Because I really don't know where, what I, would it be, you know? 
I think she's going into full like global promotion of 34 plus 35. I think that is going to be her next single, So I've Heard, which obviously great. Yeah, it's a great song. So it makes sense. But I would say, I would agree with you on like, I think everything after like nasty kind of just kind of shoots out of my mind and I didn't pay attention to West Side Love Language, obvious. Uh, I had to listen to POV like twice to make sure I was like fully listening to it. So, and like, I guess that's, how I feel like it's different from the other ones because like the other ones I like like it from beginning to end you know like the full thing and then this one it was kind of like Ooh. what would you say is your favorite Ariana Grande album man that's that's a tough one um it's definitely between Sweetener and Thank You Next um I it's hard because I feel like I just think about my favorite songs by her and I feel like my favorite song is Fake Smile Ooh. That's a good and that's off Thank You Next, but I don't necessarily mean think that means that's my favorite one of <laughs> I think I like to be, I think I like the overall vibes and like of Sweetener. I think that one was the one that like really got me hooked on her and was like, yes, this is somebody I really, really want to constantly listen to. Because like before Sweetener came out, I like knew her music, but I wasn't like one of those diehard Ariana Grande fans or like was with her from the beginning. I knew the singles and stuff, but like when Sweetener came out, that's when I was like, I need to invest time in her and like listen to a lot of her stuff. That is fair. That is fair. Uh, I I wouldn't say I'm a diehard fan, but I have been there since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Not on purpose, but uh, I went to see her for the first time when she came out with yours truly. Okay. Uh, she did a, a very small, intimate listening session at uh, the Rosemont Theater um, back in, like, 2013, and I went to see her there, and I loved Yours Truly so much, and then I kind of drifted off. I didn't really listen to My Everything or Dangerous, Dangerous Woman, really. Uh, that's Dangerous Woman is when I kind of got back into it, because I went to go see the Dangerous Woman tour. I reinvested my interest by watching the production value of that tour was just crazy good but I guess my favorite I think my favorite has to be thank you next I think from top to bottom I don't think there's a bad song on that album I think they're all they're all so strong and they're all so good like I, I, I don't skip I don't skip anything I agree with that like that's the thing is like I definitely think I think of them thank you next and swing are both on that level and it's crazy that she like put those out within a year of each other <laughs> like like a like a full year didn't even go by of her putting those out um but I was gonna mention uh I feel like it was like weird I guess at the beginning of her career to like associate her with like victorious and stuff and, and so I feel like it took me a while to get on board because I'm like oh it's that cat girl from Victoria. Yeah, I, never, I never watched Victoria. I wasn't, I was kind of zoning out at the end. I like watched like the first few episodes of that show on Nickelodeon and then I stopped watching it and then I forgot that she was on the show and then she dropped The Way with Mac mm-hmm. Miller and I was like wow this is such a good song and then I became a fan after that but yeah it's crazy how much her career has evolved since then like who knew right and like now she's become like an icon for people like it took like 
Yeah, it's just crazy. But I think that she has like a really good album repertoire from like beginning to here. And it's definitely cool to see the like evolution of it all. Yeah. Because even like you said, from you loving yours truly, and then from that just to Dangerous Woman is like a really crazy transition because Dangerous Woman started to get a little more dramatic and or also more fun with side to side and stuff like that. And then Sweetener and Thank You Next have their own level of music. And then this one is completely different. So I think with this album, she's just showing us her range. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would 100% agree with that. She is just given another reason for the world to believe how much of a well-rounded artist she is and how many sides of her that there are. And that is really what it takes to be a big pop star. I guess yeah. if you're gonna if I'm gonna put it in those terms I mean that sounds kind of like cheesy like pop star but like no, but that is what she is she is yeah. Pop, yeah. <laughs> but like she like has multi she can gender genre bend genre yeah. bend that's what I meant um <laughs> she she can genre bend and she can move in and out so like seamlessly and uh it's worked in her favor every single time Yes. And I'm like happy that she was able to get something out in 2020 because we needed it. We needed something from her. <laughs> and, and when she announced it, just like within two weeks, we got a single album when she just announced that something was coming, which is amazing. She saved 2020 with some new music first. Yes. But I feel like we covered everything with that album. Um, I guess we will have to see what else comes within the last few months of this horrible, crazy, <laughs> unpredictable year. <laughs> I, I think our next, I, I don't know what's, if there's anything coming out before it, but I think that we need to do a review of Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus at the end of November. Yeah, and I'm not sure when Shawn Mendes' album's coming out, but I think it's coming out toward the end of this month or December. I forgot about that. I think it's December question mark uh December 4th December. perfect so we ha we'll have two more albums to review before the semester's over <laughs> we've hit, we've turned this podcast from a hip-hop podcast into a pop podcast you know what the hip-hop fans had no interest in being on this so we get to decide what it is then <laughs> we can and, we can make some we can make some hip-hop uh, honorable mentions in our next Episode. Yeah, that sounds good. I was like, this requires me to research because I don't listen to as much hip hop. <laughs> I'm very basic with like my rap and hip hop. Like, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm not very strong with it either. I mean, my general knowledge of hip hop and rap comes from me going to frat parties and having to know the songs so I don't look ridiculous at like when I used to go to house parties and like not knowing the lyrics to like amigo song and I would be like yeah I know what this is <laughs> so my high school best friends they they know everything before everyone I don't know how they do it but they do like if there's a new phrase I'll hear it from them and then I'll hear it from everyone else like months later and I'm like how do you guys do this so they're the ones who like I'll be I'll go to them and be like okay what is the cool thing everyone's talking about because I obviously don't know it so you have to tell me and they'll give me rap songs and stuff because that's more of their expertise so I pretty much just listen to whatever they recommend because it's hard for me to find it myself <laughs> I listen to I uh I have see I listen to 
I, I consider myself a grandma now, but my my friend Caitlin is she's the queen of rap in my mind. She knows mm-hmm. everything about everything current rap, and that's like her main genre of music that I know she really likes. And I keep up with her. I stalk her a little bit on Spotify and her listening, her friend <laughs> my friend activity with her, and I see what she's listening to, and I'm like, ah, oh, yes. This See, one. that's that's a smart way to do it is pay attention. I always forget that like I have people and like then I'll be like on Spotify on my computer. I'm like, oh yeah, I can like see what people are listening to. I love doing it. Not to sound like, I'm, like it sounds like I'm stalking people, but I just like, I notice like what other people are listening to and I'm like, I see the, I see the similarities in music taste and the friends that I've made. Then I'm also like, what are these people listening to? What What is this song? And then I just dive into something completely new. Hey, I love it. That's a great way to do it. I'm going to start using that because I had never thought of that. And then funny enough, a lot of my people are listening to positions. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the majority of my <laughs> All right. But we will be back some point. And be ready to talk about more music news, most likely pop albums. <laughs> but we'll try to branch out and talk about other topics next time. <laughs> All right. Laters. Later.